welcome into the waiver fire podcast nick and jp what we got october 25th coming up on halloween we also in the studio we got little theodore in with us theodore is staying up late today you gonna do the podcast with us buddy yeah yeah all right fantastic man jp how's it going dude it's going pretty good coming off a, a couple of season long wins oh yeah and things are looking up i'm I'm back to like uh I guess three wins. There we go. And some of my in both of my leagues. Yeah, it's uh it's a little bit light on the fantasy content this week. So we do have some time to kind of just talk random stuff and maybe a couple of league updates because thankfully, man, I feel like this week. Maybe it was because of all the buys and lots of stars not playing, but the injury count finally slowed down, man. And and running backs, key running backs, you know, didn't die this week. So the waiver uh, wire should be pretty light. And so we have some time, man. So yeah, that would be cool to, um, I do have, I do have a good story from my, from my main league, which is a 10 team, $250 buy-in league, which has been pretty intense so far. I started off uh, four and two, and then I uh, took on Vinket this weekend. And Vinket literally had like five star players on buy. He had Dalvin Cook. He had Austin Eckler, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott. Um, Cream Hunt just went to the uh, IR. So his team was just ravaged. And I was projected to beat him by like 50 points because I basically have nobody on by. And and so he, he didn't completely give up. He filled his roster, but he definitely did not like play the waiver wire very much and ended up give, basically gifting me Devonta Freeman as a starter. And I beat him by 1.7 points. So embarrassing on my part, but I pulled out the W because I did not stop grinding. I, I actually, uh, you know, I could have completely skipped on kicker and things like that because I was supposed to massively win, but I kept grinding. I dropped Kenny Galladay. I dropped JD McKissick. I, and this is a 10 team. I dropped uh, somebody else, you know, to make a Tony Pollard to make room to, to win. So I, I deserve it. And, and Vink does not. So uh, there's a pass for you. It was man. If you know, I, I could have taken it easy and it, this loss would have been devastating, but that's the thing, man, is that, no, I mean, like you just got a pass passing touchdown from Jamius. Oh, oh, oh. In the other league. Yeah. In the, uh, well, that's, I'm going to need a miracle in that league. So dude, your family, your family is is beating me up, man. First, your dad crushes me, and then uh, uh, your your brother James is that that's your brother, right? Mm-hmm. James is taking it to me, and I need I need twenty more points from Jamius, which uh, I guess could happen, and he has New Orleans defense. So I need, I basically needed a complete offensive explosion in the second half. And I am unfortunately not able to watch this game right now. It actually looks like kind of a fun game between uh, New Orleans and Seattle, but yeah, I'm basically going to need a miracle and 
you damn, you damn Phillips are just going to take it to me in back-to-back weeks, but that's all right. So I, I'll move to five and two in my main league, which I'm super stoked about. Five and two feels great. This league, I'll probably move to three and four. And then I have a couple of various leagues. But uh, so you're you're moving into, uh, let's see, this would be week seven. So give me a little recap on your week, man, for the uh, waiver fire league. Um, moving to three and four. Um, push Tannehill out there again. <clears throat> Hopkins really productive. McLaren really productive. Cordero runs a touchdown again and again. Um, play Miles Gaskin at a desperation. He came through seventeen points. Man, you needed it too because your your opponent put up what one thirty to your one forty. So it was it was a close fought battle, man. Yep. Um, William Daryl Williams didn't do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey though he, you know, he got his receptions and it amounted to something. Well, PPR he was acceptable, I guess. But uh, man, we'll have to talk about him moving forward. Yeah, and then um, Sterling is is in a bit of a heater with uh, your dad, but. Your dad needs Alex Collins to really explode, and Alex Collins has apparently done absolutely nothing. So Sterling looking good to bounce back. He deserves all the victories right now in his tough times. Chance continues to just completely dominate the league, outscoring everybody by like 30 points. He is is completely unmatched at this point. Poor Klepper just had no chance. And, of course, Klepper put up the lowest of the league this week, so – that was a doubling. My parents cannot cannot catch a break. Stennett and Tyler. Stennett didn't even. Well, oh, oh, actually, I apologize. It looks like. Oh, Stennett and my mom are actually in a close one right here. Where? Oh no, it's it's totally over. Never mind. <laughs> Stennett didn't even play a quarterback against my mom and yet still is going to pull out the dub that is that is sad that hurts how about uh jp how we have you know we haven't heard about um your uh footballers league that you you started the uh megalable yeah um i'm doing all right in it but it's not you know it's out of a thousand Ten thousand people or whatever, right? But I'm not doing ten thousand people good. No. So is it? So, but you, are um, you I'm in like just, a little? I'm, I'm, I'll be four and three after this week. Four and three, and you'll just you just need to win your little like you're in a twelve team pod. Yeah, but I don't know when it starts branching off. Mm. So you basically have to win that probably pretty quickly, man. I mean, we. This was week have, seven, so yeah, you you have to be like undefeated and with a high point total. Oh, really? It's not just winning your twelve teamer, like the being the top dog in your twelve team. You have to be like no, because I mean I don't think so unless unless this twelve teamer is going to end really early. Let me uh let me see if I can just quickly look up some. I'll, I'll look up rules in a little bit, but. Uh, that's cool. So I'm I'm guessing that basically no 
no trades or interactions happen because nobody knows each other like you just doing waiver wire stuff no i've seen i've seen trades happen oh there you go okay um this week i i won but i had nick chubb out and justin jefferson on by so what i see i see here is oh that helps that helps a lot of things what i see here is that in week 12 the top 50 percent will move on and then each week basically 12 through 17 is the playoffs where 50 percent moves forward that's at least what i'm seeing on the website but uh so grind, grind until week twelve, man. Try, try to make it. We'll try to keep up with that. Yep. Four and three. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we got some time. You know, I also to give a shout out about what I've been doing recently. Two things. First off, finally caught the Disney movie Coco about the Mexican Day of the Dead. That movie's fantastic. I definitely give that a shout out for the art. The art production, incredible. The colors, the story was great. Just a, a really wonderful movie. If you had never checked that out, it's awesome. Yeah, I like Coco. Coco was solid. And I also realized that uh, I finally settled in on combining cheddar Chex Mix with peanut M&Ms. And that's, that's kind of my just devil food that makes me all types of happy. So that's where, that's where I've been in, at in life recently. What, uh, what else has been on your radar, man? Besides uh, fantasy football. Oh, and also I have to say, shout out. Braves are going to the World Series, brother. Let's go, man. Yeah, we, that's pretty cool. We beat our arch nemesis, the Dodgers. I was nervous, but we took them down at home, and it was it was a very sexy game six. So we'll be play, taking on the Astros starting tomorrow night is game one, if you're interested. Yeah, I, the one game I went to over over the course of the season was a Dodgers game. Um, we won that one that I was there at. There you go. But what else has Pretty been on exciting. your radar, man? Have you been diving into some some movies, or has it basically been working in uh, football? Um, we started Dune the other night. That was pretty good. It's been it's been good so so far. Um, uh, well, we can talk about that after you see it but mm-hmm. you need to see it it's pretty easy to see it's i know but i i guess i'm there on hbo max no but i i want to i guess i'm kind of saving it for the theaters if i can make it over there yeah i guess so but i guess the uh, the ability to you know hit the bathroom hit the pause button is pretty powerful so you guys, you know, we watched the we watched the old uh, Lynch Dune in our uh, off season pod, and that was pretty chill. Is this uh, is this following in the same vein, or is it just a drastically different take? Similar. There you go. Okay, I can dig that. All right. Well, I'll definitely give it a, a watch. I think my parents are coming up. I think sometime in mid-November, so I'll be able to sneak away to the theater some uh, some night in mid-November. All right, man. Well, let's dive in some into some NFL. You know, uh, just to give a little non-fantasy NFL update. I th- honestly, I thought it was kind of a 
I don't want to say boring, but it was a little bit of a lackluster NFL weekend, in my opinion. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just tired, or maybe I was just expecting more from the Chiefs. I don't know, but you know, the Bears, Eagles, Texans, and Jets, they've just kind of those four have cement cemented themselves as just total garbage ass teams, and all four of them were playing this weekend. And so it was it's a little painful to watch and I don't know. You're it's, right. It's just, I mean, statistically, things can't go as dope as you want them to with seven teams on pie. You're that, right. There's just less games altogether. Most yeah. exciting things of the week are just some of the studs just having their days. Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, along with their quarterbacks. Amara, oh my goodness! Oh, I thought it was halftime, man. Haven't we gone into the half? I don't know, but yeah, thirteen rushes for twenty-nine rush yards, but Ugh. nine targets for eight receptions for hundred and nine yards and a receiving touchdown. Oh, baby, that's what you want. You want that reception. Good lord, I've got him in a league in my yeah. other league. Yeah, um, that what a mm-hmm. what a game for him. That's fantastic. And you know, you got the like. I guess I put some. You know, the first few weeks of the season put so much weight on the Sunday night in the Monday night games that last night's game between the Colts and 49ers, like it really wasn't a horrific game, but it was just so much wetness and fumbling action and. Now you got tonight with Saints and Seahawks both pretty damaged, and it's just it was just a little bit of an off week. I feel like, which is which is fine. I I don't mind it. It's kind of a relaxer, and uh, you know at least I won all my fantasy matchups. So it's or you know the one I really really care about. So it's all good. But um, yeah, just a little light. You know, I, I think the craziest stuff that happened. First off, just to kick off the weekend with Derrick Henry doing that pass touchdown, that was so sexy, man. And then I, that game just fell apart. It was it was such a great start to like, oh, this is going to be that magical, awesome, fun game, and it just it just didn't happen, man. And I think we'll talk about some of the Chiefs in our "What's That Smell" segment, but just give me a little teaser, man. Are the Chiefs going to be okay? Yeah, they'll be fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, that's good because uh, I was so nervous, man. So nervous to just get rattled by the Titans. But And then I think one of the craziest wins is I thought the Baltimore Bengals game was definitely going to be close, if not having Lamar Jackson favored. And, man, the, the Bengals, it's not just the offense, which looks incredibly legit, but – their defense was supposed to be one of the worst, and, and it's showing up, man. The, the Bengals are doing so many things right that it's it's kind of exciting. Like, I don't know. I, I like rooting for them as kind of an underdog heading into the season. There's there's no player that I have any angst towards at all. I guess, you know, Joe Mixon did have the, you know, bar incident that wasn't fantastic. I don't, don't like that, but I don't know. It, it seems like a pretty lovable team overall, man. I'm kind of stoked for them. Yep, me too. And the Giants hosting the Panthers just total smashing. That was that was also a big surprise. Other than that, man, a lot of 
I think a lot of people who bet on uh, football were probably pretty happy because I think a lot of the predictable stuff like Patriots hosting the Jets. <laughs> if you didn't bet on the Patriots, I think you're outside of your mind and they totally smashed them. Bucks hosting the Bears. If you didn't bet on the Bucks, you're probably outside of your mind and they smashed them. So I think a lot of games went to script. Uh, I guess the Lions traveling on the road and making it pretty competitive against the Rams was a little bit of surprise, but ultimately the Rams took see- over. Did you see Dave Portnoy's bet this weekend? I don't know who that is, and I don't know the bet. Um, that's the guy who um, is the president of Barstool Sports. Oh, what did he lay the lumber on? He put down like $240,000 on um, Bengals plus eight. Wow. There you go. And he Should've cashed put- out another – like two hundred and fifty thousand. Yummy, yummy. That is two, Theodore. Good job. That that is fantastic. That that's a lot of points to take and in, in a great bet. They should have put it on the money line there, man. But fantastic bet to believe in the and that was, you know, coming off of the the Ravens smashing the Chargers at home, like yes, and yes. the Bengals were not that far away from that Thursday night where they barely beat the Jaguars. So that's some serious confidence in a, in a very nice bet. You want to, you want to smell some players? Yeah, let's give them a smell. Let's wow. put our nose to the test, man. The first player I've got, I don't own him anywhere, so I'm not locked in. I just kind of been spying his stats. It's Aaron Jones. Um, you know, a few years ago, I think he had kind of one of those in incredibly high variance uh, years with four touchdown games, zero touchdown games, 30 yard games, league winning games. Um, And I guess I had thought that he had settled down since then, but this year it's kind of back to that man. Like he's got a 41 point game. He also has a four point game this past weekend at home first Washington, just unneeded eight points. I don't know, man. What what kind of smell are you picking up off of Aaron Jones? It's pretty bad, but you can't get rid of him. No, do you, you're not. Are you so so? You're thinking it's pretty bad. You're not thinking of a, trying to target him with some hot ticket and and hope for better days. You're kind of staying away. I don't think you can get anything that you're going to be happy with for him. You think he still he still holds such draft capital and has done enough in owners' eyes to warrant kind of like mid to like like RB seven RB eight kind of status still. I don't know what is he on the year. That is a good. That is a great question. Can pull that up. Looking at Aaron Jones. 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 Let's see here. All players. Season total. Looks like he's doing pretty good. Oh, Aaron Jones is sitting at two, four, six. RB6. Is that possible? That is incredible. That 41 and a half. And I guess, you know, he hasn't asked by. Dang, he's sitting at RB6 on the year. Maybe maybe it's not as horrendous. I, I guess keep playing. I don't think people playing. really want him, though, is what I mean. Like, I don't think you can trade him for something that's going to make you happy. 
Oh, I see. Jones on it. No, I don't think he could either. Man, it kind of blows my mind that he's sitting there. Oh. I guess uh, you know, like Zeke had the had the week off. He would have pushed ahead of him. And, and some players like Antonio Gibson, Camara, they they've kind of struggled. So interesting. All right. Well, maybe he's he's not too bad. See, I, that's the kind of whiff that I guess we're getting. So I guess if he's RB six, people aren't going to trade him away. So probably not much moves you can make on him. All right, we talked about Chiefs offense, man. Of of any of the pieces, Kelsey, Tyreek, Mahomes, Darrell Williams. I don't know. No, no fear moving forward. Same, same confidence. Yeah. They smell like butt, but they they they're gonna smell better or they might be better later. It's kind of like how people eat kimchi. Mm. It's kind of gross. It's to me, it's disgusting for the whole time. Right. But, but like, you know, it ferments and then it gets tasty to them, not me. Yeah. Kimchi has a has know. a very off-putting vinegar smell. It's it's intense. But I can see what you're saying that if you just keep working with it, you know, you can develop a flavor and it, it can get better in time. But uh yeah, that's a good call, man. I guess. I don't know. Having traded for Kelsey, having drafted Kelsey in the first round, huh? Yeah, Huggy, come here and listen to the we're on the pod right here. It just it feels like he's been so disappointing, and I just keep waiting for for the for the breakout, man, the two TD game, and I'm guessing that hosting the Giants this weekend will will be that bounce back, but I think the next week when they are going to host the Packers. That's going to be the real test, man. Like the Packers are fine on all facets of the ball. And uh, I just hope that that proves, proves them to be okay. I mean, there's, like you said, there's not much you can do. You got to kind of roll with it. I think there's a player in the next player. I think we've talked about him before. <laughs> I think we've smelled him in the past, but now we've got Sam Darnold getting benched. Like where's DJ Moore on the, the smell, smellometer? DJ Moore smells like you should have traded him like right when he was like booming. You you know like really was like no no, no indication that you should have done that. But I think I might try to get in. Nice? Man. I think I might try to get get back in. <laughs> I know that's crazy, but CMC CMC should be around the corner. And that's what makes the offense go. And when he's back, the whole thing gets way better. And you've got, you know, you've got some decent matchups coming that you can play him in at Atlanta this coming weekend. That's that's a big plus. England's going to be rough. Arizona. Who's the quarterback going to be? Is it going to be Sam Darnold? They said Sam Darnold is still the, still the starter. Could be a short leash. But ultimately – last two games 13 targets 10 targets like it is so hard to do bad on on that kind of target share like to actively do really bad and i feel like you can i don't know i feel like you can trade for dj more decently thanks baby i think so too he's gonna be just in line with keenan allen of last week i'm gonna be sending out some offers for dj more people are getting frustrated if they see the, you know, uh, quarterback being phased out or benched, 
I'm going to try to be buying in on him on the cheap. This one hurts me to say. I, I don't even think we have to smell it. It's just a dead body. Mike Davis has been officially replaced. I, I have to give you credit, man. I specifically remember in the offseason, I said something like, you know, who's behind him, Cordero Patterson? And you specifically said, I like Cordero Patterson. And and I wasn't in. And and it's just it's just been a total transformation, man. He's he's taken the job. Patterson is like a three down workhorse, awesome, awesome fantasy asset. And Mike Davis is four carries for 10 yards and dead to the team. So his team, his point total might not have been good, but that was like the most encouraging thing I've seen this entire time. Yeah. Even more than like the two TD games and stuff like that. It's just like getting all those touches. I totally get it, man. And it's just as a fan, you know, it hurts. I I was in on Mike Davis and best ball and in other places, thankfully, I actually didn't get him in my my main league because I would have played him till the end, but we're here and we're we're here at the end. He is unplayable. He is he is a player that if there's any decent thing on the waiver wire, I'm not minding dropping. He's he's basically a backup at this point. All right, man. Here's where we talk some real nastiness. So New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson injured, likely out for some time. Let's talk the pieces, man. Let's talk uh, Corey Davis and and the backup running backs, um, Michael Carter. And uh, I don't know. I maybe I'm crazy, man, but I I kind of see this as a as some no. stop it, Charlotte, as kind of like a mild bonus. No. I don't know why I say that, but. You know, you've got some you've got some incredible defenses coming up in Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and Buffalo Bills. They are all fantastic defenses. So it, it's really brutal coming up. But I just see them being these like super sneaky PPR like hyper targets. Like, I don't know. They're not gonna be able to run at all. They're gonna be down by 50 points at the half. And I don't know, it's just it's crazy. Like, I know that they could be bagels, but I'm fine with Corey Davis going forward. I I like Corey Davis a lot. You there? Oh, did I did I die right there? Something like that. Oh, I died. All right. Well, that's that's what I get. Am I am I alive now? Yeah. That's what I get for talking anything anything decent about Jets players when they're when their rookie quarterback goes back and they're doing a backup quarterback. Man, well, I, can you I like talk Corey me off Davis. this? Really? I, yeah. You're with me on this? Well, yeah. I mean, I own Corey Davis in um in my other league, and every time I don't play him, he goes the hell off. So I I just <laughs> I don't doubt the skill of Corey Davis. He's the best guy on the field mm-hmm. for the Jets, and you throw the ball to the best guy on the field. It's not like the situation with uh, Crowder and stuff like that over the right. years where he's just like sort of good. Corey Davis is really good, so it's going to be fine. Like, how How are you not stoked to have him as your flex? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm right there with you, man. I mean, there's touch. There actually is touchdown upside because 
you know, in the first half, he's probably going to be like three targets for one catch in, in five yards or something. But the second half, when those teams are in total prevent, like we've seen it with Detroit all year long, that's what that's what the Jets are going to be. They are going to be third quarter and fourth quarter fantasy greatness. I really feel that. And it's going to be, you know, 10 plus targets for Corey Davis. It's probably going to be another like six plus targets for Michael Carter. And that's that's way more than you can ask for a lot of players. So, man, I'm so excited that you're at least, uh, you know, not completely talking me off the ledge or pushing me off the ledge because I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be taking the cheapest and, and he might even, you know, he could easily be on the waivers. Um, I'm going to be taking some cheap little stabs at him if I'm if I'm kind of desperate at my wide receiver three spot or something like that, like if the Antonio Brown uh, injury lingers, like there, there's reasons why you might be short wide receivers right now. So. All right, man. Well, this is, I think this is a really fascinating one. So we talked about Elijah Mitchell. He was coming off of the bot and, and there was some nervousness about his, his situation, you know, uh, reports for the past couple weeks have been saying Jeff Wilson Jr. is close. You know, Jamichael Hasty was was definitely coming back, and could he hold on? To, has he done enough? Well, so far he's done enough. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. is not back yet. Still very mixed timelines. Um, you know, has to go against Chicago, the Rams, and then Arizona the next three weeks. That's that's pretty harsh. But what do you think, man? Is Elijah Mitchell, um, is he smelling okay? Is he a starter? Or is he somebody that, you know, off of this recent flash of 100 yards and a touchdown, are you maybe looking to kind of try to capitalize that value before Jeff Wilson comes back, before these tough matchups, and maybe, you know, get, get away from him? Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to get away from him if I had Eli Mitchell, the other league that I have him in. I just don't think he holds enough star power for me to get anything for him. Um, I think it's a coin flip on whether he gets to stick around after Jeff Wilson Jr. comes back because on one hand, Jeff Wilson is really used to the offense and stuff like that. But on the other hand, we got this rookie and he's just got a new body and he's, he's new. He is a new whole new chance. So, there's a chance that you have the starting running back for this team for the rest of the year. And there's a chance that as soon as Jeff Wilson gets back, it either turns into a timeshare or you just lose the whole thing. So whatever it's maybe it's a little bit less than a coin flip. It's if a coin flip had less than 50, 50 odds and another choice. Let me, let me bring up a couple names um, that would be, you know, high risk, but potentially high reward players. Yeah. What? Okay. Hey, do not play with that, guys. Uh uh. Hey, Charlotte, go to your bed. Put that down. Theodore, Theodore, put that down. I know. Go to bed, Charlotte. I'll be there in just a little bit. Go to bed. Theodore, go to bed with Charlotte. Go play and jump on your bed. Good job, guys. Theodore. Put that down. Go to bed with Charlotte and play in your bed for a bit. I'll come in just a little bit. Go play with Charlotte in your bed. Oh, man, the classic. 
the classic shattering a light bulb and playing with the shards trick. Nice guys, fantastic job right there. All right, man. Let, let me throw out some, some, some high risk names, I feel like. First one, Clyde Edwards Alain. Clyde Edwards Alain. Oh, 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 got some troubles. Let me think of that for just wait a second. I'll be right back. Go turn on your light and go in your bed. No, either you guys are both going to your bed. Go turn on the lights and go to Charlotte's bed. What do you think, man? Clyde Edwards Alaire is somebody who is, he's on the short-term IR. Like he's got two more weeks to come back. Like Darrell Williams, I don't know if he's really done enough to secure the job. Clyde Edwards Alaire still has that draft capital. I think he's going to be the starter in, in kind of the long term. Are you, you asking know, about oh, trade like Daryl Williams for Clyde? Sure. No, no. Would, you, would you trade Elijah Mitchell for Clyde? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too, man. I, I'm pretty nervous. Like Elijah Mitchell looks good, but between the committee approach and between Trey Lance um, coming back or probably going to be the starter moving forward is what a lot of people are saying. Like, the team looks a bit in shambles in general. Um, I guess I'm kind of concerned. So, you know, like I have Elijah Mitchell in our waiver fire league. My mom has Clyde in that league. I don't want to really trade with her because it's her first time, but I might kind of introduce the idea of trading and, you know, let her know that I probably am getting the, in my opinion, the better end of it, but see what she thinks. The other name, which is kind of the next part of the what's that smell, but Man, this Baltimore backfield is really, really challenging. Like Latavius Murray. It really Murray, smells like Dookie. Is it Dookie? Like, I feel like there isn't, isn't there high upside though? If somebody can kind of get the reins and, you know, like it, it should be a good offense, right? I, I don't know. I felt like Latavius Murray had kind of secured, secured that spot. And then of course he gets hurt. So I don't know. I think it's pretty tricky. Um, maybe it's maybe it's not worth touching, man. Maybe it's not worth investing in that uh, in that offense. No, really, on the it's Monday. definitely not. Makes sense. Let me think it about smells, it. Mm -hmm. Smells so bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what else could Elijah Mitchell like. I'm trying to think of some other. Uh, I don't know. I just I feel some some need to get away from that uh, situation. I guess there's really not much that you can move move him for, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to give a little final tap on the shoulder, man, for all of the stock that I put into Russell Gage as a as a um, underdog. Uh, you know, best ball. Like I had him in every draft, man. Finally, he comes back and he gets four catches, 67 yards and a touchdown. It was basically all on one deep play, but I just had to give a little shout out to Russell Gage. Thank you, man. Thank you for finally contributing to, to my best balls in the smallest way possible. I love you, bro. But, but what is this moving forward, man? Like, Calvin Ridley really not being a focus, like 10 targets, but not 
not getting it done. Kyle Pitts emerging as just an absolute yardage freak that we thought Calvin Ridley was going to be. And then Russell Gage kind of just stealing all the value, really. And then, of you course, Cordero Patterson. You're playing Cordero. You're, you're still playing Ridley. And you're playing Kyle Pitts. And you're playing Russell Gage if you want to throw dice, I guess. But, like, you're not really playing Russell Gage, I don't think. Calvin Ridley's not worth trying to sell for like 50 cents on the dollar for the, for the name and the draft capital. Like it's kind of hold. Yeah. Like would you trade Calvin Ridley for Jalen Waddle right now? <laughs> what? Is that the craziest thing you've heard? Calvin Yeah, Waddle yeah. looks fantastic. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Would you do uh, Calvin Ridley or um, I was about to say Adam Thielen, but I knew you would throw up in your mouth, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that one. And I feel like that's kind of there's no way you can do like would you you wouldn't do Calvin Ridley for Hollywood Brown. Mm. Maybe if my season was going so bad. I don't know if you I don't know if you would get Hollywood Brown for it, man. I'm just I don't know. It just hasn't looked great, man. Um I guess that's kind of the the bottom. I don't right have there. him in any leagues. So it's hard yeah. for me to put myself in the shoes of an owner. Well it's been very it's been very bad. I'll tell you that straight up. Oh, it hurts, but hopefully uh PPR days ahead because the defense is bad and they'll be losing everything. I talked about Brandon Bolden like a couple weeks ago, um, emerging as kind of the PPR threat. And Ramondre Stevenson was benched this week, just kind of out of the blue. So Brandon Bolden, I feel like you could do worse in PPR leagues. I think, I think the games are going to be a little closer to the Patriots than this Jets game. But I still feel like he's a solid outlet. He looks like he has so much juice. Like he's traveling to the Chargers next week. I think that's going to be a very competitive game, actually. And I know Damian Harris is getting so much work on the ground. But Brandon Bolden, I don't know. Like, Mac Jones looks good, and he's looking to have seven targets this week. I'm kind of excited by Brandon Bolden. I think I'm going to be stashing him in 12-team in and deeper leagues as, you know, if I'm in PPR leagues. I kind of like him. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that at this point in my leagues, I guess, either they're not very competitive or or what, but, like, my my bench is, is pretty stacked up with, like, sec, half, second half of the season prospects and and everything like that. I can do I just it. Don't, I, I just don't have um, room for a flyer like that. Brandon Bolden, JP, just with all the assets over there, three and four, but with second half players to emerge. I, I'm jealous. I feel like I'm, you know, I, I have some winning records in leagues, but I'm kind of clinging on to my rosters right now with EMC well, and things like that. A lot of a lot of my stuff is, I mean, like for instance, in the waiver fire league, I've got two roster spots filled up by. Tony Pollard right. and and Aaron Jones like 
They're or not Aaron Jones. Um, AJ Dillon. So like they're worthless, except for in one situation. But the running back position is volatile. You never know what could happen. You could just get a tweet right now or tomorrow during work that Zeke has torn his shit and it's all over. Or Devontae Adams has COVID, which actually just did pop up. And then Devontae Adams is right next to Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones catch, catches COVID, A.J. Dillon is going to be a top eight play come Thursday night. So those are definitely high fly, higher value flyers than Brandon Bolden. But I think if I literally needed an RB2 in a given week, I would be slotting in Brandon Bolden over those two players. So yeah, for kind of, sure. You're right. It kind of depends if you, if you, it's need a different highly- type of player. Right. Yeah. So short-term gain with, with decent upside on a weekly basis versus, versus like what you said, having long-term flyers. And then just a couple other names that are kind of deep, deep options. You know, we mentioned that the news was a little thin this week, really the only injury of consequence that could play out on the waiver wire is the Miles Sanders uh, injury. I'm not exactly sure what it was. I think it was a strain of some sort. He might not even miss a week. Um, If he does, you know, that running game has been so bad. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell has been pretty good. Boston Scott was worked into the mix after Sanders left. They do get to travel to Detroit next week, which is a pretty juicy matchup. But even if Miles Sanders sits, like, I don't know. I feel like you'd still have to be pretty desperate to spend any sort of waiver or fab on Kenneth Gaines. Kenneth Gaines Gainwell, Gaineswell, something like that. Or Boston Scott, man. What are your thoughts on that Philadelphia backfield if Miles Sanders sits for a while? Oh, yeah. I definitely want to get away from it and not mess with it at all yeah same here i think i'm i think i'm on you know brandon bolden over both of that junk regardless so really no no like um josh jacobs you know tweak something could be out for a little while but Kenyon drake is owned you know i assume basically everywhere so it's like lucky if you got him but yeah pretty mild and then detroit wide receiver so detroit goes into la you know a pretty good game. DeAndre Swift kept it competitive. And, you know, I had some pieces of Amron, Amon Ross St. Brown and DFS this past weekend. And I, you know what? I failed to remember that, uh, that they have a shadow corner there. And unfortunately he basically relegated Amon Raw and that led to zero catches for him. And in that duty, Khalif Raymond of Detroit, showed out man eight targets seven receptions very solid and i watched a lot of that game he looked really good like i don't know who this guy is khalif raymond i don't know any sort of draft capital or anything but he looked good and this would have to be super super deep league or potentially dfs next week but um man khalif raymond looked really really solid and it's hard to tell because, again, Jalen Ramsey was basically shadowing St. Brown, so it's hard to say whether, you know, once um, Detroit hosts Philly next week, whether it'll kind of get shifted back. It's really murky. It's really hard to trust anything. But look, you know, next week, it's something that I want to pay attention to because I think just like um, 
just like the Jets, I think there's some ugly value to be had in Detroit. Um, I don't think it's just Hawkinson and Swift. So I'm going to be looking for some PPR upside from that wide receiver core, just something to keep your eyes on. But that's kind of um, the the players that I had uh, this weekend. Are there, are there any players that you think are kind of showing out that might not be for real or some players that are disappointing that you might want to scoop in on? Or do we, uh, do we target everybody that you want to talk about? Yeah, I think we targeted pretty much everything I want to talk about. I was going to mention, um, I, f- I forgot to say earlier, I've been uh, – or I, I'm hoping to play some NBA DFS this year. Okay. Um, I've got, I've got, um, some a couple entries going right now. Actually, there you go. Um, I'm in. I'm pretty close to cashing. I've got one player left to go. He plays at uh, nine thirty, and I've got like twenty-ish dollars in entries here and uh they're all like on the edge of the green so Mm. we're just hoping this this final player tonight just absolutely balls out his name is r jackson i don't know who he is (laughs) that's fantastic man i really don't know who he is (laughs) That's the bit. Reggie, Reggie Jackson of the Clippers. Could be. Um, yep. There you go, man. Fantastic. Is he a good 30, player? Have no idea. 31 years old, point guard, first round pick 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm sure he puts up like what? 10 points? Yeah. Yeah. I just need him to get like, I need him to get like, 25 to 30 fantasy points. Um, fantasy points. So I think you can get there. It's not just it's... shooting and everything. That's yeah. Assists, everything goals. else. I yeah. I only I only have three players on my roster that didn't get 30. There you go, man. Kumpo. That's so cool. He's... You're do- so you're doing a draft things. 62? Yeah, 62 fantasy points. Ooh on the night beast that's so much yeah. fun man so you're doing a draft kings just a little i'm playing i'm actually playing FanDuel. oh FanDuel, okay with uh so it's just daily and is it comparable to um what i would expect from a daily fantasy like you drafted a roster on what oh it's the same like, it's exactly the same like you filled it out like friday night was the due date or something um or is it just like today like you played all the games today it's just a, it's a slate today like oh. there's a i mean there's a ton of games on a weeknight right yeah there's a lot going on tonight so that's so cool i i love that so much more because you know basketball and baseball when it's when it's um, a sport that's played like every night of the week i found it so tiresome to play a season long but daily sounds really sexy man i'm so glad that you're getting into that you'll have to maybe give us was this your first taste or have you done it a few times now um i did it some last year Mm -hmm. but yeah first taste 
Nice, man. Maybe uh, maybe I'll jump into that a little bit and we can if there's like a big night uh, coming up, you know, with some marquee matchups, we can just do a little teaser and uh, do like a mini cage match over it. Yeah, dude, this guy tonight is fucking amazing. Val Valensunas, Jay Valensunas from New Orleans. He's got 59 fantasy points. He's he shot 22 points, three assists, 23 rebounds. Jesus. Two blocks. Oh my god. That is disgusting. First rounder also from 10 years ago. That's so badass, man. What a beast. Yeah, dude. The Reggie Jackson's averaging. Oh, you've got it in the bag, man. He'll he'll be just fine. He'll be good to go. All right, we'll be rooting for you. We've got uh we've got a great game. Hopefully, you know, it's sad. It looks like Devontae Adams is gonna miss Thursday night. We had a really spicy one coming up with uh Packers. Are they hosting or are they the road team? They are traveling to the Cardinals this Thursday night. It looked like it was going to be so sexy. Devontae Adams really puts a hand a damper on things, but uh, hopefully it's still very exciting come Thursday night. Um, hopefully if you're uh, leaning on some points tonight, uh, I'm hoping Jamius has just the biggest second half ever, but uh, that's probably lost to us. But uh, another great week, man. We'll keep it going, and maybe we'll start teasing a little fantasy NBA into it. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks. All right, man. Good night. Good night.